Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing on this beautiful Monday morning, March 27th, 2023? I'm your host, Will, from Game On. Glad to have you in as we're going to recap all the madness and craziness going on in sports and what happened over the weekend with our morning shows that we do here every morning here specifically mainly on rumble love rumble glad if you're watching over on rumble make sure you hit the like button subscribe to the channel going to be doing these been doing these every morning 5 30 a.m pacific time just you know recapping what's going on in sports looking ahead to what we got going on today we have march madness just absolutely insane my brackets are toast my second chance brackets are toast but there's a lesson to be learned here, especially if you're a gambler. If you're a gambler, there's a lesson to be learned in all of this, and we will get into that. Then we're going to take a look at some NBA stuff, NBA standings, of course, as we've been doing every day, because the season's only got like about seven, depending on what team you are, you know, seven, six, seven, a couple weeks, a couple weeks left of games. And uh, everything's pretty tight, especially in the Western Conference. Everything's tight. Every win matters. So we're going to be seeing day to day how these these wins and losses affect these teams and teams that are going to be you could they could go from a play in to all the way up to the four seed or go from the four seed all the way to even out of the play in it's it's pretty bizarre so we're going to get in that and then we'll finish off today's morning stream with LeBron James because he came back last night and he had some interesting things to say so we're going to make fun of him for that <laughs> but like I said, if you're watching over on Rumble, which we got ooh, 19 people right now watching over on Rumble. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hop into the chat, man. I got the blue. I love this feature that they added the pop out chat so I can see it right here. Don't have to go back and forth between the screens. I can see the, the Rumble chat. So hop in there and say hi and uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel while you're here. But let's get into it because March Madness, when I say madness has lived up to the hype and lived up to the name, the the uh legend of March Madness. This one, no one could pre have predicted this, right? No one could have predicted this. That's what I said last night when I was making this video or, you know, the, the intro to this video. Well, I stand corrected because as you can see here, 37 brackets out of 20 million brackets on, over on ESPN, according to ESPN's tournament challenge, 37 brackets of the 20 million picked the final four correctly what <laughs> what that is insane i don't even care if you entered in 25 different things i don't care if you entered in just the most random long shot stuff to actually get it right because we have five seed san diego state who came out of the division where alabama and number one overalls uh tournament seed was in so, not a lot of people saw that. Uh, you got FAU, a nine seed, a smaller school coming out of a really stacked uh, East uh, uh, bracket. They did it. Then you got Miami, an, an, a, what, another five seed in there. Okay. No, I mean, that's the Miami. You could probably see it. I mean, they were like, I think like nine to one to win the region. But I mean, they still didn't have an easy route. They had to go through Houston and Texas. And then you have UConn, who, honestly, I know a lot of team people like UConn, and they're, but they're still a four seed. A lot of people like UConn. Um, I didn't pick them because I thought they were going to run into Kansas. The biggest break that, that, that UConn got in this tournament was Arkansas 
beating Kansas because even though you'll look at the stats and you'll you'll look at um, uh, analytics and UConn's the analytics darling, they're, they're the number one ranked Ken Palm team, I think, and and everyone loves UConn. But if you look up matchup wise, one team that they match up poorly against is Kansas. And uh, so they got lucky not running into Kansas and they've had a hell of a tournament. Nothing, nothing against them. But 37 brackets picked this final four correctly. That is crazy. And also, I hope some of those people that had those brackets entered them into some contests because you're definitely in the money. I don't know if you're going to win it. You've got a good shot at winning it, but you're definitely in the money. Um and look at just to show you how like bizarre this is again. This is the first ever Final Four without a top three seed, without having a one, two, and three. Remember we talked about this is going to be the first year, and I think nine years that a number one overall seed didn't end up winning it. Um, this is the first time that <laughs> we the the number one, a number one seed didn't make it to the the Elite Eight. Any number one seed didn't make it to the Elite Eight. I don't this the one bizarre thing about this tournament. I was talking we were talking about it the other day uh, on one of these morning streams with heavy steps when heavy steps was here. Uh, this is one of those tournaments where the kind of opposite happens. The first round, there wasn't that many upsets. Yes, 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 yes. We had a number one seed Purdue lose to uh, Farley Dickinson, right? Okay. There were some upsets, but there weren't your typical ep- uh, uh, upsets that you normally see in a tournament. You know, uh, 12s over 5, a lot of 12s over 5s, 13s over 4s. I mean, there was some here and there, but there there was a lot of just kind of chalk, where, especially where people predicted there to be an upset. There wasn't. And if you look at the odds, um, the betting odds, a lot of those games, some of those lower seeds were actually favored. So... There wasn't that many upsets. It was strange. It was very strange, especially that second day, the second half of the first round. I remember talking with Heavy Steps about it. But look what's happened since. All the upsets have happened later on in the tournament. Just crazy, crazy upsets. And 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 usually as the tournament goes on, you have your Cinderella's. They have a good first weekend. And then we get into the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. And the big boys say, okay, you've had a cute little run. Congrats getting here. We're going to take over. And that's usually what happens. But this is the exact opposite this year. And it's 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 fun. It's honestly fun, especially if you're watching the games. These games have been really, really good. Um, but yeah, first ever Final Four without a top three seed. Look at this guy. From a betting uh, aspect of this, I, I, I just love, I love seeing these kind of things. This guy wagered $24.41 and he won over $23,000. He picked the Final Four, uh, the Final Four correct after the first weekend so this is starting the sweet 16 so the sweet 16 is about to start he picked yukon miami san diego state and florida parlayed them all together and said these four are going to win their regions and be in the final four and hats off to that guy because i i that is amazing 24 he what is that almost uh yeah he almost uh a thousand x what he bet but 24 dollars into twenty three thousand dollars. congratulations that's what we love to see love to see that love to see them taking money from those dirty dirty bookies but guess what the bookies won a ton of money this weekend because a lot of public teams lost a lot of favorites lost so you know the 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 books did all right this weekend even with some of these parlays but let's get into yesterday's games uh, and recap those real quick. So we're going to talk about the first game was the Creighton San Diego State. This game was interesting, very very interesting. San Diego State's win 50, wins fifty seven fifty six. 
bizarre ending to this game too. Um, but San Diego State down at half, creating up 33-28, which you think, okay, it's only five. But five points in this game is a lot because this was an ugly defensive game. No one, Everyone was in, like, in each other's face. You barely got any separ- separation to make a shot. And shots, making a basket came at a premium in this game. And really in the second half. In the second half, Creighton got sloppy. They scored 33 points in the first half and then 23 in the in the second. And honestly, I think they only had scored like 11 or 13 points with like eight minutes left in the first half. It was ugly. It was back and forth. Very, very, very fun. But one of the controversial things in this game was it was tied up. It was tied up 56-56, and then one uh, there was six, I think, six point seven seconds left. San Diego State's inbounding the ball. Uh, the beautiful play that they they drew up, inbounded in. They did a little uh, little switcheroo. Guy gets the ball, drives in, and as you can see here, is kind of doing like a running, jumping little like floater, and gets called with the foul. And as you can see where the foul came in, it wasn't anything up top up here where you might think he he doesn't end up actually hitting his arm or anything like that. The foul came down here because he had his hand on his hip right there. And they called it. And if you watch it, it was actually, yeah, he grabs his hip and yeah, it probably, sh- it probably is a foul. Didn't really, you know, affect, it wasn't egregious. It wasn't like the guy just like got pulled back, yanked over, pushed off to the side. No, it wasn't really that, but it was a foul. But the problem I have, and I'll be up front. I had Creighton. I was betting on Creighton. So, you know, maybe I'm biased here. But the problem I had is if you watch this whole game, they let these these teams beat the shit out of each other all game long. They they weren't calling shit. All right. I mean, let's be honest. If you watch the game, you saw they were all over. They were hugging each other, smothering each other. They, they There was a lot of it was physical. They were letting them play. So at the end of the game with 1.2 seconds left to call this was just egregious to me it was egregious i think you let i i think you let this go on you let it happen see what happens he missed this okay then we're going to overtime right let let them solve this in overtime don't let them solve this at the free throw line are you kidding me so it's just i I understand it's a foul and i understand there's people people are going to say oh if it's a foul with 10 minutes left in the game it has to be a foul with one second left in the game Okay, except for the fact that that's not how the refs call, you know, ref the whole game the whole time. Like, be consistent. If you're going to call things, call them throughout the whole game with 10 minutes left and with one second left. Don't just all of a sudden at the end of the game call something that was questionable that you wouldn't have called earlier in the game. So just be consistent. That's all I have to say about that. And it sucks that that's how it ended. But hey, you know, congrats, San Diego State. Their first ever uh their first ever final four so hats off to them congratulations and uh we will see we will see uh what what ends up happening there um and then the next game that we had hold on i'm just cleaning some stuff up uh the next game we have we have miami defeats texas 88 81 and this one pissed me off because texas was like my last savior for my brackets last savior for i had some futures tickets on them to win the region i doubled down and bet them again at least they covered at least they yeah covered the first half for me so i won that bet but uh, they won the first half 45 37 and then they just came out and uh they looked good at the beginning of the second half and then they just decided after having a double digit lead they're just not going to score <laughs> and miami came roaring back went on a run like they do and miami won 88 81 uh i want to just show you this real quick 
uh, look at this. So if you're if you're better and you had Texas on the money line with 13 minutes left in the game, this is coming from the Action Network over here. With 13 minutes left in the game, you can see Texas money line, 96% chance to cover. That's how big of a lead they had, and that's just that's just how things were rolling. They were up 64 to 51. So it was that 13 point lead with 13 minutes in the left in the game. And then as you see, look at this. Oh, 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 Miami just starts creeping back. This is this stretch right here where you see it steepening. This is where Texas decides we're going to shoot a bunch of threes and not make any of them. And then, you know, they made it close. And then, yeah, Miami just pulled away at the end. Congrats to Miami. That was that was a hell of a win. You beat a hell of a good team because I thought Texas was the best. I know everyone's saying UConn. I thought Texas was the best team left based off of how they were playing uh, since the Big 12 tournament and in this tournament. And if you even in this first half, I mean, they're up 45-37. And if you watch that, they were making buckets, man. They were getting what they wanted. They were pushing Miami around. Um, they were handling them defensively. And then the second half, they decided to, to go to sleep for a little bit. And that's what happens. You... Can't do that. Cannot do that. So that's where we're at. We've got our final four people. So let's go ahead and take a look at the early lines and early money coming in. Let's see. Do we have it up? There we go. Got it up. We're going to take that up. Once again, over on Rumble, shout out to everyone over on Rumble. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, uh, jump in the live chat. Jump in the live chat. Say hi. Say good morning. <laughs> uh, so here we go. Final four is set in Houston this Saturday. And then the championship will be played on Monday. We got FAU. Oh, hold on. Let me pull this up. There we go. We got FAU. San Diego State. San Diego State. One and a half to two point favor over FAU. Now, here was I was thinking. If you watch San Diego State and what is it now? 13 straight games have gone to the under in a San Diego State game because their defense is crazy. They hold their teams under 60, you know, their opponents under 60 points. But FAU can shoot. And we've seen FAU. They they they're good. They're good. They play well together. They score. They can do so many different things. And they play pretty good defense. So but you saw what San Diego State did yesterday and just smothering Creighton. And you're, I'm sitting there thinking, man, does FAU really have a chance against this San Diego State defense? But then let's just go back to the beginning of the weekend. FAU played the number one defense in the country in Tennessee, and they did just fine. That was the toughest defense they would they were going to see all season long, and they handled that very well. So I'm I feel comfortable with FAU in this game based off of what they they just saw this past weekend in Tennessee. So. I, uh, I haven't bet this game yet, but I do have a futures tickets. I got FAU uh, to win the whole thing at plus 650, and I got Miami to win the whole thing at plus 600, hoping one of those make it in, and then I can just hedge uh, hedge it. Or in a, in a beautiful, beautiful scenario, both of them, we have an FAU-Miami finals, and then I'm going to win no matter what. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like it's, uh, that would be that'd be Christmas came early for for me. All right. 
But FAU, San Diego State, FAU is getting, uh, they're the two-point underdog, and they are getting some big money on them, and there's a pro system on them. When I say big money, I mean FAU has 56, this is according to the Action Network, uh, and it's early, it's early. Uh, Not a lot of people have bet this yet, but we got 56% of the bets on FAU, but they're getting 87% of the money. That means they're getting some big, big money bets on FAU. Now, Miami uh is a five and a half point underdog to yukon like i said yukon is everyone's darling he, they're the favorite to win it um oh that's what i was gonna do let me pull up those odds real quick let me pull up those odds just so we can see that nba no ncaa futures championship sure dad so as you can see, here's what we got left. Uh, the overall favorite to win it all is UConn. So they're minus 135. Um, they've got to win two games for you to catch that bet. Honestly, you don't really want to lay uh, minus anything when a team has to win two games, but UConn should be the favorite, and that is deserved there. Then you got San Diego State, uh, the second favorite at plus 375, mainly because they're favored to win their game over FAU and make the championship. Then you got Miami, who's plus 425. Oh, look at that. I got good value. I got them at plus 600 yesterday. Let's go. Uh, Miami, plus 425. You're honestly better off uh, money line parlaying uh, Miami than doing this futures bet because, uh, I mean, they're already a what? Let's see real quick. They're already a... Plus 200, and they'll probably be an underdog or close to even money against whoever they play. Maybe not FAU, but if they play San Diego State, I bet you it'd be close. So you're probably better off just money line parlaying. So bet them here and then bet them again in the championship instead of taking this plus 425. And then Florida Atlantic plus 650 to win it all. So those are your current odds um, to win the tournament. Now let's go back. Where were we? Where were we? Yeah, so UConn. Sharp money coming in on UConn. I expect more money coming in on UConn. If you like Miami, I'll probably wait. Maybe you'll get six, six and a half. Why is that important? Because that's two possessions. You don't want... Who wants to bet five and a half? Five and a half is such a dead number. Um, Because if it is five, you're going to get screwed. Because if they're down five with under a minute left, you know they're just going to foul. And so then UConn's going to get some easy points. And you, odds are you're going to end up getting screwed on that bet. So just wait, see if you can get six and a half, seven. We'll see where the line moves. But so far, sharp money coming in on UConn, 75% of the bets and 72% of the money. And there you have it. That's what we got for NCAA. Probably not going to talk much about it. We'll continue to watch the odds throughout the week, but there's not much now that we're down to just four teams, two games, I guess three games left in total. Um, I expect the line won't start moving because the public probably won't start getting into it until Thursday and Friday. Um, games played on Saturday. Hell, even Saturday morning, we'll probably see some movement because public jumping in on some of these bets. But uh, that's what we got there. So let's hop over to the NBA. Let's see what's going on in the association. Where are we at for time? Beautiful. Um, so yesterday, let's recap once again. Remember, we're talking about these big, big money line favorites have been winning in the NBA. Let's see what happens. Or not big money line favorite, big uh, double digit odds uh, spread favorites to winning and covering. Not so much with the Mavericks. Mavericks lose to the Hornets 110 104 as a 12 point 
favorite. Wow. The Mavericks lost now twice to the Hornets in a a matter of three days. That is embarrassing. And also the Mavericks are on the outside looking in, trying to get into the playing game. And the whole Kyrie Irving experiment is not turning out so well. So, uh, yeah, it's not good if you're a Mavs fan. Your shots at even making the playoffs are very, very slim now. The Bulls go to L.A. and defeat the Lakers 118 to 108 and LeBron James returned to the court. We're going to get into that next. But uh, Lakers needing some wins and the Bulls come in and uh, handle business Uh, as a five and a half point underdog. They win by 10. The Nets lose to the Magic 119 106 Magic one point favorite and get the job done. Grizzlies defeat the Hawks 123 119 as a one point favorite. Celtics, dist- I told you, do not trust the Spurs. Don't trust the Spurs. Just fade the Spurs. They've given up. I know these points look juicy and you want to take them. Don't do it because they have not covered one of these spreads in, in I think, two weeks now. The Celtics, as a 16.5 point favorite, who wants to lay 16.5? That's gross. Not in the NBA. No, no, no. Yes, you need to do it if you're playing against the Spurs. The Celtics, 137 to 93. They not only cover the minus 16 and a half, they more than double it. You could have doubled it. You could have laid 33 and you still would have covered this. You could have laid what would they win by? Let's see. Um 44? No, is that right? 44? Yeah. 44 points. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Spurs going for the trying to get that lottery pick, that number one overall pick. Uh Raptors win 114 uh to 104. As a 10-point favorite, so they hit the spread exactly against the Wizards. Rockets lose to the Cavs, 108-91. Cavaliers, 13.5-point favorite, and they end up getting the cover. I'm telling you, some of these these big spreads are covering. It's insane. And the Thunder go down to Portland and handle business, 118-112. They do not cover, but uh, they get the win outright. And the Timberwolves did something that uh, people haven't done in a while. The Timberwolves went into Golden State and won a game. They defeated Golden State at home. Golden State was on a nine-home game win streak, and that snapped. Timberwolves as a five-and-a-half-point dog win, 99-96. So let's see what we got going on today in the association. Oh, another big money or big spread favorite. The Bucks visiting the Pistons, 16 and a half point favorite. Mavericks, who really need a win and get some momentum together, playing the Pacers on the road, back to back road games for the Mavericks, are a one point underdog. Rockets, another road game back to back for them, are a 12 and a half point underdog at the Knicks. Suns are a six and a half point favorite visiting the Jazz. Sixers are a five and a half point underdog visiting uh, the Nuggets. Timberwolves, after that uh, nice, impressive road win last night in Golden State, that are on the road again. Back to there's a lot of back to back road games today. Um, Timberwolves plus five over the Kings or at the Kings. Sorry, uh, Pelicans nine and a half point favorites at the Blazers. That is that is bizarre. I know someone who likes laying the points there. Um, so we'll see about that. And then the Bulls, who just defeated the uh, Lakers, are going to come back to the same arena and, arena and play the Clippers. And they're a three and a half point favorite. Another that one's like another road back to back. But I mean, you're playing in the same spot. So a lot of back to backs, road back to backs for these teams. Um, let's see if we can get a pro report on them real quick. Pro report NBA. 
Look at that. I love this Action Network Pro Report. So we got big money and sharp money coming in on the Pacers. You got sharp money and big money coming in, taking the points, the 16 and a half with the Pistons. You got big money and sharp money on the Bulls, plus three and a half. Big money on the Nuggets to cover against the Sixers tonight. Uh, sharp money on the Blazers, but big money on the Pelicans laying the nine and a half. Um, Rockets, sharp money taking the points with the Rockets, but big mo money laying the uh, 12 and a half with the Knicks. Timberwolves, sharp money on the Timberwolves with a plus five, but big money on the Kings minus four and a half. And there you have it. That's what we got today that's what people are betting so let's take a look at the nba standings real quick and then we'll get into the lebron story and then we'll wrap it up this morning nba standings remember the top six are in seven eight nine and ten are going to be playing in a play-in tournament so we got the bucks celtic six sixers who are all clinched uh their playoff spot i think what does that mean? Does that mean division as well? Clinch play? No, playoff position. So, how do the Cavs not clinch the playoff position? That's weird. Uh, anyway, so Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. They're in. Uh, then we got Cavs, Knicks, Nets. That's your four, five, six. Is the Cavs, Knicks, Nets? And then here, if the season ended today, here's what we got: we would have the Heat hosting the Hawks, seven, eight matchup, and then the Raptors hosting the Bulls in the nine, ten matchup. There, so that's the Eastern Conference for you. Western Conference, this is where it gets a little, a little bit more crazier. Nuggets and Grizzlies have clinched their playoff spots to the one, two. Then it goes Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors. So that's your three, four, five, six Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors. Kings with 45 wins, they're sitting pretty comfortably. This is where it gets a little tight. Suns in that four seed have 39 wins. Clippers in that five seed had 39 wins. And the Warriors in that six seed have 39 wins. Now, the Warriors have played two more games and have two more losses than the Suns. So the Suns uh, can uh, make up for that and separate themselves a little bit. Clippers uh, have played one more game than the Suns, but they're all kind of right there. So all with 39 wins right there. Then we go into the 7-8 matchup. If the season ended today, it would be Timberwolves hosting the Pelicans, and then the 9-10 would be Lakers hosting the Thunder. But the Timberwolves, 38 wins. The Pelicans, 37 wins. Lakers, 37 wins. And the Thunder, 37 wins. That the, From the 4 spot down to the 10 spot, you teams either have 39, 38, or 37 wins. It's all right there. Things get... Things can hop in and out so easily. You go on a couple game losing streak, you can find yourself out of the play-in tournament. It's insane. And then the outside looking in, here's the Mavericks we were talking about. So the Thunder have 37 wins. The Mavericks have 36 wins. The Jazz have 35 wins. So the Jazz and Mavericks, they can go get hot at the end of the season, go on a little winning streak. They can find themselves in the play-in spot. Hell, they might even find themselves in the sixth seed, depending on how everything's going. And look at the Warriors. Oh, my God. I knew it was bad, and I knew betting. There's a system to just betting the Warriors on the road, but this season the Warriors on the road. So at home they're thirty and eight, on the road they're nine and twenty nine. That's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out in the uh, in the uh, playoffs. Man, just imagine if they would have been five hundred on the road, just five hundred. You're how many? That's ten more wins. You'd have about ten more wins. Ten more wins would give them forty nine wins. They would be the two seed. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So, anyways, 
Let's wrap up with LeBron James. LeBron James making his return to the NBA. Yes, remember he uh, had uh, foot issues and he missed uh, uh, 13 games. Uh, he he did make his return back. The Lakers somehow without LeBron there, I mean, maybe not a shock to some, but without LeBron there, they actually in those 13 games went eight and five. Some would say they're playing better without him. So and I'll, and, and now the big story out of this is LeBron James uh went and saw some doctors and they told him that uh, two doctors told him that he, he needs foot surgery and he's done for the season. But then he went somewhere, some are speculating he went out of the country and found a specialist. And LeBron James says he went and saw the LeBron James of feet doctor. Why does he have to say stuff like that? Why? Like, dude, he went and saw the LeBron James of feet doctor, and that guy says, nah, man, you're good. You're good. Here, let's just rehab and do this. Now, I mean, you pay a doctor enough money, they'll tell you anything you want to hear and give you give you what you need to get done. I don't know. I'm not saying anything happened. I'm just saying we know some things, especially out of the country. Some some They do some other medical stuff over overseas and you know, if you have the right, right price, you, you can get anything done that you want. But uh, he said that that doctor told him he shouldn't get surgery and that he should just rehab and do it. And here we are, uh, LeBron James coming back and playing in this game. He played off the came off the bench for the second time in his career. And shocker, uh, L.A. lost one eighteen to one hundred eight to the Bulls. Uh, so LeBron comes back and they lose. Not a good look for James when the team is out, when he's out and they're eight and five looking all right. And then he comes back and they lose to the Bulls. Um, but here, I'm going to play it so you can hear it from LeBron uh, himself. Did anyone ever suggest surgery? Yeah, two doctors. Why did you decide against it? Because I went to LeBron James of feet and he told me I should. <laughs> Dude. Come on. I went to the LeBron James of feet and he told me I shouldn't. So here we are. And then he just goes on and is like a huge, huge smart ass to the to the reporters. He's basically they go, are you going to get surgery after the season? He goes, maybe. But if I do, you guys won't hear about it because I don't talk to y'all uh, in the off season, and I'll be ready to go by next season. So you guys will never know if I did or didn't. It's just like, God. Man, LeBron. But yeah, anyways, we'll see what happens with the Lakers. It's going to be interesting to see if he uh if he ends up coming back and they don't make the playoffs um, because of his poor performance, he didn't look all that great out there. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, I think it's going to be hilarious if they don't make the playoffs. I'll be rooting for that because it's going to be funny and then we can make fun of him. And then he's out of there. He, it sounds like he's not resigning with LA. He's going to sign somewhere else. I mean, at this point, all he cares about is he wants to play with the sun, which I think is cool. I mean, you know, we can dog on LeBron and, and, you know, call him out for all his shit, but I think it is pretty cool. Like, uh, to be able to see him like that would be a cool thing for like a father to go do that with their son as a as a as a dad myself and no i'm not a professional athlete but if i had that opportunity to be able to play with my son in a thing like that that would be that would be awesome so i i hope he gets to do that rooting for him there but we will make fun of him on all this other stuff um and all the stupid shit he says <laughs> but that being said thanks for tuning in to another morning espresso shot of sports just trying to recap and see what's going on in the world sports once again shout out to everyone watching over on rumble if you haven't already make sure you hit the like button 
subscribe to the channel are on our way to a thousand and we're just growing like crazy on rumble youtube can kiss my ass all right youtube's a big old pain in the ass and then they they don't they suck youtube sucks all right let's just say youtube sucks rumble is the future rumble is the best rumble if you're a small creator or you want to get your your content out there and, and have an opportunity to grow just exposure that's what it is exposure if you want that you got to go over to rumble rumble is great been great to us over there um but yeah comment in there subscribe comment on these videos let me know what you think let me know what i can do better in these morning shows it's just a new thing i'm starting uh on top of all the other stuff that i've been doing um but uh just this quick little uh, stream that I want to do every morning, just kind of recapping sports, looking at the odds of stuff, breaking news, see what games we got going on for the day. Glad to have you in. Go over to gameon.locals.com. Come be a part of my sports community. It's free to join. We have live chats going every day. We hang out in there, talk about sports, talk about betting on sports, all that kind of stuff. So if that's something that would interest you, go over to gameon.locals.com. Also, that's the best place to, like, I'm on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Rumble, Anywhere where you get your podcast, I'm a whole bunch of different places. But instead of doing that or going to the you know description of this and finding all the links there, you could just go over to gameon.locals.com and everything is all right there. So if that's something that interests you, go check it out. You know what? Until tomorrow morning, or maybe tonight might do a surprise stream tonight. I don't know. We'll see. But until tomorrow morning for sure. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>